Welcome back to Torch the Tavern. We've been trying to start recording for two hours, but it's old man cast today. It's the Dirty Over 30 crew. The children couldn't make it today. I am your wise old sage master, Jameson Oxford. Before I go to my left and talk about these old fucks at my table, I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to encourage you all to please share us and let other people know. We always need more listeners because we're old and we desire people. That's weird, bro. Yeah. Not creepy at all. Yeah. Mm. I want them to know where we come from. To my left. Hi. I'm Mitch. And two hours ago, I came in here to start recording this podcast. The good news is, I'm not grumpy anymore. The bad news is, it's two hours, and I still haven't had my fucking supper, which wasn't fucking done when I came up here. And I could have eaten like four fucking times by now. But we suck. And to my left is... Hey, this is Strana. Once again, playing Bob. This is going to go wonderfully today, because I believe it will. I, I'm very, very hopeful. Positive, even. Cheerful, maybe. I poured him a few fingers of whiskey. And I have whiskey. Yeah, yes. that'll help. Some whiskey. Always helps. Mm. And to my left is uh, your gentleman skeleton. Yes. Once again, your gelatin skeleton. That's right. The the skeleton himself. The gentleman, Here comes Mr. The hat. Green. Here comes the hat. Oh, there goes the hat. And around. <laughs> That's a very... Oh, uh, unique that was, that, that was a good doffer. It was, it was good. I like that You need dolphin. a daffodil in the brim, I'm just saying. I'm going to give it a seven on performance, but only like a fucking four on enthusiasm. Like, I wasn't mm. feeling it that time. Yeah, the last episode we had a little court trial. We did court again, this time with the deuce being basically the king. And Bruce got off because the assassin pulled a sneaky and said he wasn't pressing charges. Yes, fuck that guy. Oh yeah, because he because he has already told Bruce it is way more fun when they can fight back, which sounds familiar. It does. Yeah, it sounds like there's two characters who might actually get along in other circumstances. In case it was missed, the listeners who have heard that last episode, the number of things that Bruce actually heard yeah. during that <laughs> trial were. A shit ton of nothing at all, and uh, it's more interesting this way. <laughs> it's true. Fair. So Bruce has no idea. And, all he uh, knows is that. he got left out in the front, and he wasn't killed, which is was a bit of a shock, I'm sure. Because he was a disappointment, to be honest. Yeah, you were ready to you were ready to rumble. We're gonna pick up right the fuck there. You guys are all technically there. Okay. We can branch off, but Bruce was taken out a little bit before the voting for a war that got canceled. Or the, the talks of electing a people's noble. So Bruce has no knowledge of that. He got dropped off, shit. unchained, and his buddy in the uh, ca- castle guard, the young um, palace guard member, is was giving him a thumbs up and kind of letting him go. And he's the last person who's with you right now, as you are set outside the city or the castle gates. So Bruce is uh, leaving. Hey. Bruce has some shit he's got to do. But Bruce, yeah. Do, do you still need me to do that thing for you, or? Are you good now? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think it's important for you, but I'm going that way if you want to just roll with me. I... That's, you know, that's... That's dereliction of duty. Uh, I don't think I can do that. I'll leave it there for you. You can, uh, pick it up later, when you're off. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And I guess you leave him there. Oh, yeah, I'll leave him there. <laughs> you leave the castle... In the interest of getting you your gift for the last arc, I'm going to the tavern. Yeah, you head back. No, I don't give a shit box. what you're doing. Cool. I'm going That's back exactly to the tinderbox. Cool. Wait, what? That's what I wanted. Oh, I'm going to the orc's head. 
Anyway, so Bruce is going back to the uh, Torchwood. Yeah, Bruce yeah. is going back to the Torchwood Tavern, everyone. Yeah, because that's where he lives for real. <laughs> and long story short, you are handed your gift, which is a ten-foot pole of catching. I who who hands me this? Kendra. Kendra's left with all the gifts. Mm. Oh, sweet new walking stick. She's like, I. I mean, it was made by the dwarves. I think there's more to it than that. Fancy walking stick. Awesome. Yes. And my last one with Ken. Morbid. What's the uh, what's the stringy bit? A ten foot pole of catching. Do you do anything with it, or are you sort of like? I'm, I'm just asking you, like, what's the what's the stringy bit? Like, I, I, I I I wouldn't know, Bruce. I don't know. No, it, this, it's magic. I think. Is this supposed to be like a fishing pole? Yeah, it seems to be a ten foot pole. Um, it's got no taper. When you say like, fishing no pole, taper. when you say fishing pole, a reel pops out of it. Alright, I get that, but there's no fucking taper. You, it, ta- it has to taper for flex, otherwise you're gonna snap your... And as you as you shake it, it wobbles now. <laughs> what is this devilry? And there's a note on the end of the hook, and basically it informs you that it's a ten-foot pole of catching. When you say the command words listed, and I will let you make up those command words, even though they're written here. Uh, it is a ten-foot pole, but it can transform into a fishing pole. And three times a day, you are allowed to cast the spell Entangle at a hundred foot range. Jesus. It is also collapsible. What? No, that's cool. And Bruce collapses down his <laughs> ten foot stick. Sweet. <laughs> and then, while you're talking to Kendra, there's a knock on the tinderbox door. And it's pretty heavy handed. And Kendra goes to open it, and there are a group of about ten orcs and goblins at the front door. Bruce, holding his sword, pointing at the door. Can, uh, we help you? A little far west, ain't you? Yeah, we're, we're looking for Bruce. I, yeah, obviously we found you. Um, we, uh, we heard that you were having trouble with the king, and, uh, we, we, we represent, uh, the, uh, well, the people, and we want to help you out. Seen a lot of green to be representing, like, all the people, though. I mean, we represent uh, 70% of the entire population of the city, so you can fuck yourself on the color of my skin. Wow, I didn't know that, didn't know that was the numbers. See a lot of pinkies, or I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, Market Street, but you, you live in our town. I mean, we... I mean, I live it's hard. Well, it, I live here. You used to my live house past. lives there. There's a lot, okay, so yeah, legit, there's a lot of Greenskin because they've been moving in, and they do well here. Anywho, uh, what can I help you with? So, yeah, we understand that you're running uh, against the grain of uh, the, the deuce, and we don't agree with any of his policies, number one being the fact that he's cut off any fishing, which we used to use to stay fed because there's plenty of fish in that ocean. Kill him. Uh, He's also cut off hunting, which means we can't feed ourselves because we're all too poor to buy food at the market. They're importing all the food and they're charging extra for it. I mean, That's standard, only one of the problems. Standard business protocol and extra, but not being able to hunt's bullshit. Yeah, you uh, you you seem to stay fishing, but I don't know if you noticed that none of the old men are there anymore. I noticed. Uh, ain't much I can do about it, though. Is that? Isn't there? I tried to kill him. And that's why we want to talk to you. Can can we talk to you somewhere else? Somewhere somewhere private? Yeah, give me like ten minutes. Okay. 
Bruce goes up to his room and Bruce packs some of his things. Okay. His bag it's of shit. It's his bug out bag. His bag of shit tons of knives. His bag of shit tons of sharpening stones. His bag of hatchets. Okay. He's got shit he's got to do. Okay. And then Bruce comes back down. Okay. This group of ten orcs and goblins. And you notice when you come back, they're not all orcs and goblins. There's a couple of humans there, but like, they're obviously from the poor sector of town. Yeah. So they're kind of waiting for you. And like, um, can we can we head back to um, the orcs head or something? Sure. Whatever. Cool. And the person talking seems to be this goblin. This seems to be the leader of the group. We we got a meeting with the the uh, the knights of Kenoria, who one of them says they could help us out because we were hoping to. Uh, we understand that you've run into some problems. Some of us have reported that you were attacked in the street, and we suspect that you are in danger, and we yeah. wanted to help you out. And Bruce just sort of stares at him and locks up for two solid minutes. Like, just, just cognitive lockdown. Magog's response is... Needless. And, uh... Bruce, uh, Yeah, uh... Sure. Help us. Help us good. I, I like help. Lies. Oh. <laughs> and Bruce punches himself square in the eye socket. <laughs> <laughs> the group kind of gets quiet and, like, nervous around you. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. So, orcs, orcs head. That's what you said. Yeah. By the way, my name's my name's Marvin. Uh, I um uh, kind of well, they they made me the spokesman. They nobody really had the guts to tell you what's up. Nobody else wanted to run the risk of getting eaten. Uh, told off. Yes. Makes sense. And they lead you to uh the orcs head, and he kind of gives the spiel, and basically they talk about. He tells you. So yeah, things are getting pretty like things have always been hard for the poor, Bruce, but like yeah. they've they've gotten worse ever since the king got sick and the deuce has been making calls. Um right now we we're paying very close attention to the fact that the palace guard is growing in number and taking over more jurisdiction. Right now we're lucky enough that we're still under the watch's um watch. <laughs> and well, they're gonna, you know, but we can tell that they're slowly losing ground. And we know very well that if Palace Guard are put to patrol our streets, we're gonna get abused, and we don't. Kill we them. don't. Uh, sorry. I mean, we're hoping it actually doesn't come to that, but we want to. We're starting to resist our 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 rulership because while the king wasn't always the best, we still thought that he had everyone's best interests, and this deuce does not. And you. Don't care. You 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 spit in the deuce's face in public. It's fantastic. I heard the stories in the bar. We want you to be the face of this movement. But if you're under attack, we don't want you to have any trouble. Uh, we were hoping maybe we could help you go into hiding. Why in the hell would I do that? Never. Sorry. Um, no, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh, what what do you have in mind? Uh, well, we we've got we we pulled a lot of our money, um, and we we negotiated with the Knights of Kenoria that that ca- that hobgoblin caster there says that she could change what you look like. No. Why? Why? Cowardice. Shut up! And Bruce punches himself in the <laughs> eye socket again. Uh um yeah. Uh, you, you know what? Give me give me one second. And Bruce walks to the door. And slams the door on his head. <laughs> <laughs> Two, three good solid whacks. You, you done? 
Um, do three d4 damage. <laughs> no, it, it's uh, 12 damage. Three separate. Bruce took 20. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just really leaned into that. Okay. Really work the door. Hey yeah, yo. really working that door over. Gorbak is like, God damn it. <laughs> Not my bargain. <laughs> my door. Who shuffles back to, to the goblin. What was his name? Uh, Marvin. Marvin. Rubbing the back of his head because slamming a door means that both sides get hit. Yeah. Sorry, having a bit of a civil disagreement here. Um, I'm not going to ask. I probably should ask. I'm not going to ask. Is that okay? Possessed eyeball. I didn't ask. No, you don't well, have that, to. that is the definition of I didn't ask. No, you don't I have didn't, to. Okay. So you go in, and they take you into one of those back rooms that the orc set has that looks like private drinking areas, and you see the Knights of Kenoria. You're familiar with them. You, you remember them most recently when they quote-unquote attacked the tinderbox, and Kendra and Sandra apparently dealt with them. If you recall how the way that went down is, you don't know how it happened, but it looked like Kendra shot one with a crossbow. They basically ended up bound and gagged. The goblin and the orc ended up bound and gagged in Church of Vespera, and the hobgoblin was the not park, part of the right? attack. Yeah. Was sort of like representing them in a, I'm sorry this happened. Yeah, they're just sort of kicked back and they're waiting for you guys to show up. And the hobgoblin says, oh, so uh, you guys made it. Yeah, I was uh, worried that I was just going to have to take your money and, you know, run. Typical. Yeah, I mean, we're mercenaries. So this is the one you want me to transform? What's your, uh, what's your game plan here? Well, I figure that, uh, they want me to turn you into something that's, you know, hideable. You live and work in this area. I was figuring, you know, an orc. It can be suitably big that it's not too much of a change for you. That makes sense. I'd be much less intimidating as an orc. Brannock snarls. You got your ass handed to you by a bitch-ass barmaid and a fucking priestess. You snarl yourself in that corner. Roll a charisma check. <laughs> I mean, I'm not bad at it. Fifteen. Brannick looks like he's gonna get back up, but rather than immediately charge you, he he kind of he he just snarls, but he gets sort of like simmers, you know. And also, the hobgoblin puts her hand on his shoulder. It's like that's not why we're here, Brannick. So, look, I can um, I can work a spell. It's not gonna be permanent, but I could do it, you know, pretty much once a day. Uh, I can probably try to make it, you know, last longer than normal. Obviously, you've paid me enough for maybe a week, tops. And then we'll have to renegotiate. But, are you ready? No. How's that gonna... How's that gonna change me in a physical aspect? Uh, this is all... This is pure illusion. I'm not gonna put in the effort that's gonna change you actually. So if, say... Something came up, and I had to beat some little grumpy princess bitch into the concrete. They'd know that that was all me. And Bruce looks straight at Brannock. Gorm pokes Brannock in the side and says, He's talking about you! Thanks, little guy. Wasn't sure he'd get the hit. He didn't. <laughs> Brannock slaps Gork, and... <laughs> Do you want a reaction? Magog does. Make a opposed charisma check. What is Magog trying to do here? He's trying to instigate a fight. You are trying to be 
dismissive and insulting, but not leading to a fight. Magog is going to make this come off way worse than it would. So sure. I need you to make a charisma check. Twelve. You win. <laughs> but you can feel that like you had to bite your teeth to say one more thing. And one more thing. I, uh, I'd like to apologize for my demeanor. I'm out of sorts. He beat his head with a door. Is that what he calls out of sorts? <laughs> yeah, so the Hobgoblin walks up and waves her hands, does the incantation, and there's this weird feeling as there's a shimmering, and you could look at your own hands and you see that they've changed shape. They're smaller, they're green. Less or more hair? Are you fairly hairless? Bruce is fairly hairless. There's more hair on your knuckles. That being said, what's the face looking like after two weeks in captivity? Scruffy. Scruffy. Which is weird, because, like, Bruce ain't used to that. Bruce has been Always sc- has his boot knife. Bruce has been scuffless for years, yeah. It's... Mm, okay. I think as you get transformed into an orc, Bop. Yes. Come out of the castle after the big who have you. Okay. Has the party broken up at, at the point? Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, it was going to be entertaining the king. Well, you could start there. If there's something important you need to well, speak with the king, it's a good time. Let's put it this way. In Dwarven tap code. Okay. I'm already given a little report of I'm going to try to seed people into the palace. So I go, hmm, what could I possibly do? Humans don't usually look after children. And I know quite a few of them on Flea Street could use better work. So the king and you seem to be having a different conversation. It's pleasantries. But the king is also tapping his foot. Yeah. And uh, basically the response back is you want to force on some page boys? Can you trust the human children? They usually keep their tongues silent, especially for a bit of extra gold here and there. Tap, tap, tap. How much would you need? Anyway, Bop, it was good seeing you. It did. It was ex- excellent. My thing. To be in your presence. Tappa, tappa, tappa. They're usually fairly trustworthy as long as you keep it simple. Is there fundage that you need? Not at the moment. I ha- What is in the shop should suffice okay. for funds. So he puts his hand on your shoulder, looks you deep in the eyes, rears his head back, does the wobble. And I greet him as the same and my beard flicks forward. Beard bang. <laughs> clatter, clatter. Clatter, clatter, clatter. Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving. Fuck this. Come <laughs> out. You sit your ass back down. We've just begun. So, yeah. next, Bot proceeds down through the city, back to his shop. In his shop, you see what looks like a giant water tank cobbled out of various bands of metal sitting on several wagon wheels. Okay. Just placeholder. Just a placeholder. Okay. I go to the back of my shop, down into my dwelling, and pull forth several bars of gold. Business is actually not doing great. Even though you have the extra help, it's not doing much better than it would normally. Okay. Grab a couple gold bars, and I go down over to Flea Street. Mm-hmm. I make my way over there, uh, past the Temple of Vespera. Okay. As you're crossing the Temple of Vespera, you see Sandra running out because she's seen you pass. She goes, Bop, Bop, come here. Yes, Sandra? It's very important. Look, I know this, you're not really great with, like, this sort of thing. I don't think you're kind of... I can't find Dylan. I oddly. I can't find Dylan. He's supposed to take Julie and sign her up for school. I just heard that this is the last day. I need you to take Julie and this money 
and go sign her up at the Mages College. It was what Dylan wanted, but apparently he's too busy to do it. That boy disappears more often. Yeah, he's made a habit of only showing up once a week for about 20 minutes. It's nice to see him. He's great, but, like, that's not enough for that, Julie. That seems incredibly odd. It. He might be hanging out far too much with his father. So he, Supposedly, they're not as estranged as they were. I can't were. get him to talk about it, okay? But, bottom line, I need someone to go enroll Julie. I can't leave the church. Please, right. can you can you take this money, find Julie, get her over to the Mages College, sign her up. All the money should be here. It's it's, you know. Yes, not 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 a problem here. Put it in the more secure bag. Yeah, she hooks you up. She puts it in like a little fucking purse and like that's got like, yeah, lock chain on it or something. I don't fucking know. It's a yeah. lot of money. It's, it's well, a yeah, shit ton it, of money. At this point, it would be make more sense to have a bank note. But you guys yes. aren't good about banks. So, so she says. So yeah, um. I think Julie went to go play with her old friends on Flea Street, which is great for you because that's she's, where you were going. Yeah. I'm surprised she's not here. Well, you know, kids, I can't watch them forever, and she's, you know. Been rambunctious? Oh, very. Between you and me, she well, hasn't been the easiest to deal with since we imprisoned that priestess Bop that you guys brought around. Bop looks at her with a curious eye and he goes, hmm. That's that's a bit weird because she was usually. This is more, I would think, in character of of, of this child. But well, you, I mean, you would know. Makes a lot of sense when you remember better. why she's deformed. Yes, it's not easy for her. But she, if we get her out of here, she can go to the school. It'll give her something to focus on. Can you go? Can you go do this? Can I trust you, Pop? Yes, I, I need to go by the Mages College anyway. There's s several spells that I've been looking into, and I think I finally have them. So, I'll, I'll hit a couple. Uh, what, what do you call it? Birds in the bushes or bushes with the stones? Something of that sort. I, you know, you, you, lady doesn't talk about her bush that much. Just please. Your idioms sometimes. Anyway, very, not a problem. I put the uh, pouch as it clinks and is kind of heavy into one of my other pouches. Yeah. Which will ignore the ramifications that that usually brings. <laughs> you go to Flea Street? I go to Flea Street. So I, I, I wander down the cobbles and I go... You would see me relax a little bit going, I, I've known the street for a while. I know the rhythms. I observe anything strange? You do. You, you, uh, when you're coming around the corner, you hear some of the kids arguing. And uh, right, right away when you come around the corner, you can see that Julie is standing in front of another boy who's actually bigger than her. And she's sitting there telling him, Johnny, you're going to do what I ask or I'm going to beat the living crap out of you. Do you understand? And Johnny is visibly frightened of Julie. I look at this curiously and I go... Do you roll stealth? I am naturally light on my feet. Okay, so you do, the kids don't notice you're there. And uh, do, you, do you just stay hiding? No, I, I, I sneak up behind Julie. Well, not really sneaking up, but it's the silent tread. Okay, so the so, kids so, in front of her can see you. Yes. Okay. Whether or not he reacts, I, and I put my hand on her and I go, Julie... Huh? What? Oh, hey, Pop. What are you doing? Um. Don't you know it's your last day to sign up? She looks like a kid who just got caught doing something bad, yeah. And she's like, um, I, yeah, I, I heard, but I figured it wasn't going to happen because Dylan wasn't here. What were you doing? Catching rock slugs underneath mushrooms again? Um, n no, I, I, I just was talking to some old friends. I, yes, well... Might as well gather up a few of your old friends. I've got to take you to the Mages College. Uh, oh, you're, your you're going to do it? I, I have your, I, 
Oh, yes. Oh, I was worried that if Dylan wasn't going to make it, I wasn't going to get signed up. No, I have your fee with me. Oh, okay. It shouldn't be an issue, but I do need to talk to the other... The, the other kids? Mm. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, they're around. They, uh... Johnny, Johnny, go get the other ones. Go, go get the rest of them. And uh, Johnny runs off yeah. like fucking rabbit. And uh, within a minute, the you know Wendy and the other kids show up. So, yeah. Hey, Bob. So, so we move off to a side quarter because I'm not going to do this in the middle. Of I mean, Flea Street. Street is like an alley. Almost. I, like the, I, the area you meet the kids, I imagine. The alley of the yeah. alley. Yeah. Yeah. It, Flea Street is very much off the beaten path. It's where the kids can go to not be harassed. So. Yeah. Oh, I know. So, kids, I have a job for you. Oh, do you, Bob? Oh. Yes, I do. It pays well. And let's say you'd get shoes on your feet and food in your bellies. What, what do I need shoes for? My feet are tougher than any shoes. Uh, that might be true. But quite frankly, nobles don't understand many things. They especially don't understand you folks down here. But we certainly need to know what's going on up there. I think with a little bit of training, just a little bit. I'm not good with the training, Bob. I kind of need like food today. I hold up a single gold bar. Whoa. I go, per person, I think you'll be able to afford to sit through a couple lessons in etiquette. No offense, Bob, but if you give us that gold bar, what's going to stop us from just fucking... I mean, that that's good for a year. Like, I'm, I'm not... Because this, to a noble, is nothing. And quite frankly, if you're up at the castle, you're eating off of their larder. Wait, you want us to go live in the castle? We're not going to take... We're dirty fucking urchins. There's ways around that. Mm, how many? Six to nine. She looks around. She counts off heads, and she shoes the others away. And a lot of them, like, are pissed off, and they make a lot of grumblings, and like, No, Wendy! Yeah, no, no, you guys aren't good for this. We need the older kids. For you smaller kids, remember to keep your ears out. For other news, I flick them a gold bar. So. <laughs> okay, they fight over it. <laughs> that, that can go between that was, a lot of you. That was that was very dumb of you, Pop. You know what they were gonna do. You you knew what they were, you did it on purpose, didn't you? I look at her. <laughs> I go. I know you people work better together than that. I mean, we're still kids, man. And those are the young ones. They haven't learned better. So, what are you saying? You want us to wash up, learn how to eat with a fork? That sounds like a lot how of work. How to serve wine, amongst other little things. Uh, wine? Mm. Okay, uh, Bob, like, I feel like there's no way I'm going to pass as a fucking servant in the castle. Like, look at me. Like, you can smell Flea Street on me. You'll see what we can do. So Just come to the shop later on this evening. So she goes, so how am I supposed to beat out, like, a noble's kid on this? Can can I fight dirty? Let's put it this way. Look, I'm just saying that they can't apply for the job if they don't make it. Exactly. Done. Oh, this is going to be so fun. She nudges one of the other, nudges Michael. Michael pulls out one of the knives that Dylan gives him. He's like, I'm going to cut a guy. Wait, no, that's not right. I'm going to, I'm going to cut a guy's, can I cut a guy? Make it like you're doing a duel. They'll go for that. <laughs> like a street fight? That's a duel, right? What's a duel? It's a little more formal. Like a few a... more rules that don't really matter in the end. Can I kick him in a fork? Oh, you can kick him. In the fork? After all, you're young and dumb still. You're still learning. Right, right. I'm still learning how to kick him in a fork. Yep. I'm going to kick him so hard. Okay, so they'll meet up with you yep. later. You take Julie to the Major's College. Julie to the Major's College. 
we'll stop so, with you for now. Yeah. Jeff. You come out of the castle with Hornig, and Hornig kind of nods to you and says, I have much to do um, for my church. Uh, it was nice um, talking with you and showing you around. <laughs> it was very entertaining up there. Please don't ever do that again. I'll do my best. Yes. Um, enjoy your uh, visit to the moral realm, my friend, and try to stay out of trouble. I feel slightly... I feel culpable for any trouble you might get into. Because it feels like maybe I should have done something about you. Maybe, but... Mm, you seem fine. I hope I'm not wrong. Jeffrey, what does Mr. Grimm do after the castle? Uh, well, you know, I, uh... It's been two weeks since you've arrived, so to speak. Like, on the mortal plane. How do you feel about that? Well... What's two weeks? Well, can, can He's we... learned. I... I... Hornig explained time to me. Mm. He might not fully understand, like, like grasp it, but he understands it. Right. I don't grasp it, but I understand it. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It's probably not uh, the right words. Or the other way he around. He has an academic understanding, but not a realistic understanding. With that being said, only just kind of got an understanding of time, but even without an understanding of time, I have to feel more displaced than usual. Yeah, it's been two weeks. At this point, you're coming to the outer edge of the longest spell you ever spent on the mortal plane. Did any fluke or just, you know... Yeah. You know, if it was a summoning, it would have been over in an hour, tops. If it was a jaunt, as your people might call it, it would have been over in a few days. Basically, the phase of a full moon. But you've seen the moon change at this point. Yeah. It's waxed gibbous. Like, and you're like... I. As far as you know, it's that moon. That's the moon you recognize. That's the one that matters. Yeah. It shouldn't be happening anymore. Right. So, I've, I'm solidly at the stage where I'm questioning why I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in that stage to begin with, thinking it was a summoning. Decided that ah, it was probably just a little jaunt, a little lark. Had fun with it. And now I'm back to... I don't have enough answers to these questions. Okay. As helpful as uh, as Horning has been, and guaranteed I'll go back to ask him more questions. But for now, I think my best course of action is probably to leave him be. Okay. Uh, so what do you do? I'm not asking what you're not doing. I'm asking right. what you do. Well, it's, it's, it's a process. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a process, he's not doing. He's, that's what he's doing, is not doing that. Exactly. You know, it's... Not doing things is a super boring podcast that I'm what? not recording right now. Mr. Grimm. <laughs> so, what, uh, what I'm not doing is I'm not going to go bug Hornig. What I am going to do, since I'm not going to do any of those things that I've already previously mentioned, and I'm totally not... What are you going to do, Jesus, man! man. <laughs> Scene cut. All right, Stop. we'll come back to him. Stop edging me and get us off. Come on. Uh, Dude, just get us in. We'll take in at this point. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. So I'm going to go to two places uh, specifically. I'm going to go down under to where the dwarves are because I know the dwarves have the connection to the Fae. I would talk to Roy, but I don't know where he is. I do know where the dwarves are. I know the dwarves have the connection to the Fae. Okay. Do you want to talk to dwarves or are we just heading underground? 
I'm going to head underground. I think I'm going to see if I can talk to dwarves. Well, I mean, the only way in is the Dwarven. Right. So I'm, I'm passing yeah. through anyway. So you're back at the Dorvin Pavilion. In fact, you could just travel with the Thane, who's heading back there right now. We're in the same place. Why not? Fine. Yeah. So I walk up to the Thane after saying my goodbyes to... Oh, Ma- Master Grimm. Hello, dear Thane. Ah, yes. Um, the... I apologize. I have no idea what you are. I am a... An ancient creature... I recently learned the concept. I'm an ancient creature. You're fae. Yes. Time. You don't get it. You're fae. Yes. Court? I've not held in court for a while. And when you did? I was, uh, in the the kingdom of... Define a while. And he gets a glint in his eye. (laughs) (laughs) I think you know very well. I can't define a while. Hmm. I only, again, recently learned a while. Well, come. Follow us. Uh, come with me. I have much to ask you, in fact. Um, as a member of the Fae, I'm curious. When was the last time you were there? And why are you here? Uh, this is what I came to discuss with you, honestly. I don't know why I'm here. And after several discussions and doing some thinking, I believe I've been here for what you would call... Two weeks. Mm-hmm. Or more. So what is the state of the Fae as the last time you left? Our people um, have ties with the Azer. They, uh, I understand there's a conflict in your realm. There is. There has been a conflict for quite some time now. A conflict that has no defined resolution, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Where... Is this conversation making you uncomfortable, Mr. Grimm? Uh, well, unfortunately, I care a great deal about where I'm from, the land of the Fae, the Fae Wild. And it is bothersome, to say the least, to think of the turmoil we are currently in as a people. So if I was to tell you that we have interests in helping, well... Your people. Do you think I could enlist your aid? I believe that is possible, but I would have to hear your side. You see, I am not... I am not one who jumps the prey without first examining it. Hmm. So as you walk, he informs you that the dwarves of Delverholm, far to the west across the sea, they make their home in a volcano... And this volcano has given them very firm ties with the Azer race, which is a race of fire um, dwarves in the plane of fire. They're, they're like... Think of Fantastic Four, but only 5'2". Yeah, exactly. The human torch, but a dwarf. The human uh, dwarf. The human dwarf. Shit. The dwarven torch. <laughs> the dwarven torch. And this this tie with the Azer, um, they, you know, they're mortals, so there's only so much, but it does give them a little bit of an inkling as to what's going on in the realm of, in the fire realm, which normally wouldn't have any ties to you at all, but recently, a planar war happening in the world of Fae that you are very familiar with, the Azer have started to aid the Court of Winter, which is a weird tie-in, but basically the conflict boils down to the Azer, who have always been in conflict with the Afrit, the Fire Genies. The Fire Genies have backed 
the summer court, the Azer have backed the winter court, and this war is essentially, it's almost like the Revolutionary War and the, was it the Seven Years' War that was going on in Europe at the same time, where they were mirror images of each other? That's what's going on in the two realms. You're very aware of this. Yeah. You, as a member of the Court of Autumn, know that you're technically on the other side of the Azer, and that's why you're being cagey. But for the listener, hi. So he lays that out for you, and he tells you that one of the things that the Azer wishes them to do is a ship was is supposed to have crash-landed near Griffinport, and they've been trying to figure out what happened to that ship. There's something very important on it, and they want it back. What is what is my knowledge of these ships? You're aware that these airships were <laughs> made by the Azer in this war with the Fae. Basically, new part of the new technology that they were developing in this war was, was these airships that a group had shown up in a ship that flew, and because it was such an effective tool, they made more of them. And this is another campaign, ladies and gentlemen, that I will probably go into later. But but a couple of them were capable of changing planes. But not all of them. The fact that they could cross planes would be news to you. Okay. The fact that basically any fay could just come to the material plane, that is a no-no. That's a complete... Right. It's that's a, why it's, it's weird for you to be here. Right. You understand that if a whole ship of them came across, not only would that be weird, but that would be... Disruptive. Yeah, it's bad. It's like something has very much gone wrong. Yeah. So the point of this is that they want to find the ship, one, because something very important was on it. And if you ask him about it, he gets cagey about it. He won't tell you. But he does want news of the ship. Okay. And on top of that, he doesn't give you any more information than you give him back. You've reached an impasse in your conversation by the time you get to the elevator. Okay. So we're both, he's like, where like are he you tell, from? Like the things and he I'm t- like, what are you looking for? Yeah, exactly. Like, by the time you get there, you realize that he hasn't told you anything that you as a fae don't know. Yeah. You and know? I haven't told him anything. Yeah, exactly. At all. Really. So he gets to the elevator, and he kind of turns to you, and he's like, well, we're heading back to our caverns. We're going to continue work on the construction. Um, can I help you? Is there anything you, you need? You've been following us for quite some time now. Uh, yes. Well, uh... It's, it's quite simple, in fact. Uh, what I was wondering was, uh, technically two things. Mm-hmm. I was curious if you would let me pass through your city, uh, your encampment, whatever you want to call it. And what purpose would that be, to pass through my city? I wish to examine the tunnels we were in. You see, I thought I had seen markings... Of uh, a familiar sort. But I could be wrong. He says, done. We'll send several diggers with you. And he snaps his fingers and you guys head downstairs. And he gets a a small Dorvan contingent to roll with you. And he says, they'll help you. Absolutely. The other thing. This one is also very important. As you know, I've been here for what is an extended period of time. For one of my sort. And there are more questions than there are answers. Join the club. Hmm. I imagine that the reason you're here in a way that you don't understand would probably be linked to the reason that an entire airship from Fay is here. Neither one of those things should be. 
to establish, he hadn't said that before. You said we were at an impasse. He wouldn't yeah, tell he, me. Yeah, he either. does give you that. He did tell you he was interested in that ship. Right, but he didn't say it was a ship from Faye prior. Nah, but he is talking to you about it. And he's like a half step further, okay. more specific. From. And he nods his head. This is from Faye. I imagine that if you could help us locate the ship, you might find answers as well. Valuable. Very valuable. Once again, I thank you for your time and for all of your assistance, dear Thane. He uh, does a dwarven beard wobble that you guess is some sort of bow. And uh, then he snaps his fingers, he runs off, and the orc, the dwarven group that shows up is in full armor. And they're standing around you with very grim looks on their faces. The Thane wishes us to escort you where you wish to go. Oh, I do appreciate having a contingent. It has been quite some time since I needed the assistance of such a thing. I take the mask that I've been wearing on my face off my face at this stage. <laughs> and I look at them all. Did you just doff your face? Yes, he doffed his face. Just checking. Making sure. And I look at them all. As you can see, your assistance, though helpful will most likely not be necessary. Roll and intimidate. Seventeen. Uh, yeah, well, um, as much as I appreciate that, I, uh, the Thane has told me to help you, and we, we will. The entire group seems disquieted by you, but they make no move to not go with you. <laughs> As you wish. And uh you guys move down into the undercity. Bruce. Yeah. You are now a six foot eight orc, as far as you can tell. It's really weird. Like you can see your hands, and your hands are lower than they actually are. Like it's a weird sensation. But the illusion magic doesn't change your perception until you look at yourself. Like but you've basically lost a foot of height. Everyone's looking at your chest when they look at you. Huh. Weird. Yeah, so, uh, what y'all need? Um, well, we were hoping that you could perhaps just... Well, for one, lay low for now. It's obvious that you're in some sort of danger, and we don't want you to... Like, if you're going to be helpful to us. You need to be alive. Because, honestly, the fact that you spit in the face of the, the deuce gives all of us courage that it can be done. So, truth be told, Bruce, I just want you to live. Which time did I spit in his face? Like, today? Yeah. No, that's a good example. Bear in mind, he's been trying to kill me for, like, four days. Like, yeah, trying. He can't do it. Damn right he can't. And he's like, basically, we're gonna have a meeting tonight, and if you could be there, That'd be great. Where? Um, below the orc's head. Well, not below... Well, you meet here, and then we're going to take you to the location. It's the first meeting, so we want to keep it semi-secret. When? Uh, tonight. Tonight at, uh, sundown. Well, I had some stuff I was going to do. 
but fuck it. Bruce goes and sits down in the corner. Bruce is setting a trap. Because some orc is going to come up in here not knowing. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, some orc that wasn't privy to the plan is going to come in and not know better. Direct walks up and says, hey, you're in my spot. (laughs) Funny. Doesn't say bitch on the seat. We fade out. (laughs) Bop. You and Julie are at the Mages Guild. Oh, come on, Julie. If I remember right, the hall is this way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hey, can I have one of those gold bars? Bop? Yeah? Come on, man. You you have a tuition package. Yeah, but that's gonna... I know that I don't get any of that. Come on. Bring me something good. Like, what? What, what, Bop? What do you want? Who knows what you might hear in those halls? (laughs) You want me to steal some shit from the... Okay, done. (laughs) I was already gonna steal some shit, I'm sure, but yeah, I'll get you some. As Uh, I roll my eyes. Yeah. (laughs) You are in the Mage's Guild. You find yourself quickly, when you ask around, you get led to the Bursar's office where they sign her up, and you're handing over the money and the elf at the front desk starts counting it and she's like so the basic tuition then you'll be sleeping in the the public quarters is that is that it and julie's like no i want first class (laughs) come on bob tell him first class tell him i want the big soft bed come on uncle bob might as well be private as far as you've known um i mean not notice the grand halls Come on, Bob. Come on. Come on. Come on. Just a little more money, right? You got gold bars. Give me the good shit. Come on, Uncle Bob. <laughs> yeah, just because I could help you probably with bits and stuff here and there doesn't mean I can willy-nilly those bars. Come on, around. Uncle Bob. I rolled a 20 on my, on my persuasion. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Come on, Bob. <laughs> wow. The Scrooge. <laughs> the Scrooge is real. He rolled so like, a 20. Come on, Bob. You're dirt pound. You pooped that shit out, right? <laughs> All right. Not not yet. Not yet. Yeah. So um, that 20 and Bopper will not 20. And uh, <laughs> so then like you get you're signing her up and then she's she's joking with you and you shut her down real hard on anything <laughs> extra. The bursar kind of is like glaring at the two of you like so this urchin I apologize student um, is barely made it. She will not get a great room. But we, we'll sign her up. We'll try to get her through everything. We'll put her in base classes. I think most of them are already filled. Is there anything else? Does she have books? Is there not a library? Of course there's a library. That's for all the books that you could possibly need while you're a student here. It's like, no, what she needs is ink and paper, and that I will send along. Oh, duck. And then Julie's kind of gone quiet. Thanks, thanks, Bob. I didn't... I didn't even think of that. She tugs on your on your pant like Bob. I I look down. Yes. I can barely read. You'll get over it. Oh, okay. Um, and she's Don't got. Don't worry. Your language is fairly easy. She she gets pretty noticeably like depressed and. Uh... Comprehend languages. <laughs> <laughs> and Bob lays down the pimp hand for study. Yeah. And use it to good effect. <laughs> for the next like what hour like yeah Bop shows up slaps her upside the back of the head once a day for homework time she's like I can read the walls 
Oh, God. She's like, thanks, Bob. I, I mean, I can't. There's nothing to read right now, but I'm sure I can read it. Uh, thanks for taking me to school. Um, I, I didn't think that it was actually going to happen. Do you Why know? would it not happen? He put quite a sum away, as far as I remember. Yeah, but, like, I need somebody to... I'm a kid. I can't do it myself, and Sanders always so busy. Dylan, he, he, was, he, he said he'd be here. It is strange. He, he seemed quite obsessed with this. I don't know what would divert his attention in such a way. Did you know that you talk different depending on who you're talking to? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, can we walk away from the L so you can use your normal voice? Because I hate this one. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> what do you want, kid? <laughs> That's Fucking better. Bob's L voice. That's better, Bob. I, I don't like it when you're not using your Flea Street voice. In a partial whisper, I don't really like those goddamn dirty elves. Yeah, nobody does. Uh, thank, yeah, um, I wish Dylan was here, but thank you, Bob. You, mm. You've um, you've been good to every one of us on Flea Street. Um, don't, I, I know you're going to get them into something hairy. Are they going to be okay? They should be fine. It's a double blind with most nobles. They don't notice what's underneath their noses, and quite frankly. Yeah, but the, like, I know that like it's... They're 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 blind, but when they do catch us, the repercussions are way worse. Whoever says that they catch you, let's put it this way: by the time that anything would happen so ill to them, there'll be more than enough escape routes in that place. You and Julie kind of get separated because a mage in robes comes up to show her her new digs, like lead her around because it's time. Yeah. And uh, does Bob have a moment like like sending his kindergartner off to school, or does Bob give no shits? Like, is it quiet? Is it low key? If you need something, send me a letter. You know where. I'll, I'll need that quill and, and, and paper, probably, yeah. It'll come. Cool. This afternoon. Bye, bye Bob. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And he's led away, and before she gets, like, ten feet away, you hear a voice go, Bobadopolis, is that you? I turn Run. slowly, and then a rictus of a smile graces my face. <laughs> and I go... Yes, 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 I am. Papadopoulos Delvahome, oh my lord, I do declare. I just got back, I heard you were looking for me. I was. Quark, how has it been? You were gone for quite a while. Yes, yes, I was on a a dig down in, uh, um, down in, uh, Delouver's Carn. Ah, yes. The one of your old, uh, an abandoned dwarven mine. Yes, yes, yes. And I found these amazing artifacts that I wish to show you immediately. I think you... I, oh. I want you to tell me what they are. Well, well let's let's go. Let's uh, go. Where, where, where did you... Where have you put them? Uh, just well, just uh, my, my, obviously my, my office. And well, yeah. so he leads you away. Do you try to ditch these dwarves? I mean, these dwarves don't know why I'm really here. But eventually you're going to have to do something, right? Like, do you... I mean, technically, I don't know why you're here, but I do. Right. They're going to be useful. Okay. I'm so gonna... they travel with you for a while, bottom line, right? Yeah. You're they're... not making any moves to... Yeah, no. All right. You can follow these ley lines. You'd need blood. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> That's do you do that, moves. or do you try to remember your path? I try to remember my path for the most part, and I am here exploring. Roll so... intelligence. Is it under 10? It is a little under ten. It's a little under ten. It's nine. You, you you travel for several hours before you realize that you do not know which path you took. 
just shy of the river. Like, you know that the river's near here, but there's a couple of branching paths that you're like, fuck. I kick around on the ground with a roll of 19. Find a pointy thing. <laughs> you find a jagged piece of slate rock. The dwarves are clean. Describe the contingent of dwarves around. They are <laughs> scale male-wearing soldier class of some kind. They look like defenders. Mailed gloves? Uh, yes. These are, these are dwarves. It's like a lot of armor. At least leather. Okay. So, oh, this is going to be a toughie. You're about to get king shamed. Excuse me, Mr. Grimm. Uh, are you lost? I'm, I'm almost certain I've been through here. And I left the, the pointy rock on the ground. Okay. And with a 14, hopefully plus something, I try to accidentally flick the rock up at somebody's face. <laughs> <laughs> like with Mage Hand or something? Or what? Like, what are you? how are you doing this? With my cane. Hmm. Okay. I guess deception. We'll say... It's a deception roll. Cast okay. Dancing Rock. <laughs> Cast Dancing Rock. Love it. I will say that you could probably do prestidigitation or something that would cause this rock to fly at somebody, because all you want to do is get a nick, right? Yeah, I just need a nick. But I don't want to make I think it in order obvious. to make this, I'm going to need either sleight of hand or a deception roll. Okay. Well, I'm, I don't think I'm as good at sleight. No, I'm good at either of those. It doesn't matter. It's 20. Okay. You... <laughs> you... Give me something. How do you do uh, so this? So I've left it on the ground, and I'm kicking around with my cane, going, it's the markings were somewhere around here. And as I do that, I fucking cane this rock clear up at somebody's face. Like you get a little by too accident. aggressive with it yeah. kind of a thing? Like I hit it by accident, uh-huh. and it shoots up off the ground. Okay, and a dwarf gets nicked in the fucking cheek. Ah, oh, oh, damn it. Oh! And he starts to put his hand on his face. Oh, Lord, let me look at that. Uh, he, he, he like, kind of shies away from you. No, fuck you, you hit me. Ow. Oh, I, I do apologize. I might be able be to help you. Be more careful. I might be able to help you. Hold on. And I grab his hand, and I look at his face. Okay, it's bleeding. All right, perfect. And I touch it with my finger, and I press the dissertation and clean it up. Oh, you washed your hands lately. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh. It's clean. Okay, and now you have what? And now I have blood on my hand. Okay. At least one of them has blood on it. Okay. I walk up t- to one of the corners, and as I look around the corner, I touch my hand on the on the wall. You see a very faint, like, tracery go down the hall. And... Super faint lines. That, like, way dimmer than anything you were dealing with before, but it works. Yes. Well, and then with a, a, a 20 roll, well, 20 accumulatively... Okay. Now, hopefully, I remember where I'm going after yeah. I get that spark. It gets you to the river, and from the river, you know it's fairly, like, if you can head down river, there wasn't many paths once you got to the bottom of the river. Absolutely. But, how are you going to get down river? Oh, I'm not at all worried about this. I don't need to breathe. I just walk right into the river. And just go down, you just go do the thing that you did before? That's really rough on the clothes. Uh, <laughs> Press the digitation. I can fix all my clothes instantly. Okay. I um, walk right into the river. And, and the dwarves, oh, Mr. Mr. Grimm. This way, boys. Uh, and just, what? whoop. I, 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 dwarf turns to another dwarf and says, can he do that? This is two birds, he, one stone. He, he, he did. Oh. And 
I don't think we can do that. Roll athletics. Bitch. The thing we were just talking about, you probably never need to do. This is one of those moments when you can't trade it. I'm going to give myself uh, an advantage on this roll. How? Tide of Chaos. What's that? It allows me to give my give anybody advantage on one roll per day. That's a Wild Surge thing? Yeah. Ah, okay. Wild oh, Surge Sorcerer. Yeah, I never, never knew that ability. Okay. Did now, that help? Yes. <laughs> you got it almost better. didn't. And then it fucking did at the last second. Okay. Now we're fucking... That sounds cooking. to me like a cheater's phrase. It does. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. This wasn't even to, like, determine if you're going to, like, bone bag. This is going to take some abuse. This is a rough river we've established. Yeah. But your clothes are okay. Yeah. You don't catch any jagged rocks on the way. That was what that roll was for. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. it was a 16. Yeah. Oh, that's well, that's fine. if it's an athletic, I mean, you're, you're going to take 14. some abuse. This is definitely, you don't come out the other end happy. Yeah. But you drop off the waterfall and end up in that one location where you and Dylan ended up last time. And you pick yourself up. You're very sopping wet. And now I'm not. And now he's not. And roll a perception check. Which one of you is going to treat me better? <laughs> not that one. Neither. Eleven. So, it's not a great roll, but you do notice a shadowy figure toward the top of the um, like the stone mesa that you originally crawled up that took you into the caverns that led to the finale room. There was a okay. section where you guys went up, like, almost stairway. Almost and, a natural stairway. Right, I remember that. Yeah. And, and at the top, right before the tunnels, you see something in I, the darkness moving. I stealthed with a 22. Okay. And then I... You follow. Yeah, I walk up there to see what's okay. going on. Let me see here. Okay. When I get closer, I look again. So... The foot of the steps, even though you know that that was... That you, you made no sound. Yeah. Whatever you are dealing with fucking stops at the top of the stairs. Oh. And looks down. Oh. Because that was a nat 20. Fuck me. Right? And, and you see the shadow of a tiny figure at the top of the steps. 13 to look at it better now that I'm slightly closer. You have dark vision? Yeah. You do? Okay. 60 feet. Okay. As you take a step forward to just within the range of your dark vision, you see a three-foot figure overshadowed by a taller apparition that you're very familiar with. And a voice says, I guess we had the same idea, didn't we? Oh, it appears as though we did. For a moment there, I thought that I might have to kill something. You may still. But for now, why don't you come up? I'd be delighted. And as you get to the top of the steps, you see Roy with a glazed over look in his eyes. And he is currently taking one of his daggers and pricking his finger with no reaction at all. Doesn't look like it hurts him and drips some blood and then it pulses. And she's like, I thought that maybe it would be too much to ask to be down here alone. You can never be alone again. How romantic. And Roy just sort of scampers down the way. 
I follow along and proceed to go, I meant the meat that you're attached to. (laughs) (laughs) So it doesn't take long before you guys are back in the antechamber, and uh, there's a couple times where you guys have to sneak past some dwarves that are actually down in this area, because this place has been found as of the end of your battle, and they're kind of trying to cordon it off because it's dangerous, it's important. They don't want that portal messed with. Of course. But when you get to that terraced area that you guys started out on, you find Roy standing, staring up. And this time, now that there's not other things going on, the she's dripping blood from Roy's hand, and the pulse causes the tracing to go up this geode room, and it meets in the center, and there's this brilliant flash in the roof. Hmm. I really feel as though I should have noticed that the first time. We were busy. Apparently. I think you have answers. Fewer than you'd think. What of the ship, Avil? It crashed. From where, Avil? You know the answer to that, Mr. Grimm. How? Thank you for joining us on Torchlit Tavern. We hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we hope you will continue to enjoy many episodes in the future. Don't forget to like us and rate us on wherever you listen, and don't forget to share us with everybody you know so our podcast can grow. Also, don't forget to follow our show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, or whatever your preferred podcasting service is. And, furthermore, should you wish to follow our lovely players and their epic journeys, you can follow them at the following locations. Hey guys, it's Ryan, favorite Warlock Roy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan. You can find your favorite DM, Jameson Oxford, on Twitter at Agent Bay. And you can find your Skeleton self, the gentle Mr. Grimm at Big underscore J on Twitter. And you can find your good boy Dylan on Twitter at Argo Omega. Fuck your Warlock. Red.